Alright guys, quick announcement. On Saturday night, August 29th, at the Hell's Kitchen Lounge in Newark, New Jersey, the This Is Happening podcast is having an event called Who Loves the 90s? It's going to be a Doctor Who themed uh, 90s dance party featuring DJ Luna, who does the Monday morning mixes, and myself, Diego. I do the super dance party whenever I feel like putting it up. Uh, the music's going to be mostly 90s, you know, but, you know, being audio time lords, maybe we might play something from 1988 or play something from 2002. I don't, you know, some music music goes where it gotta go. So, let's give the address. It's Hell's Kitchen Lounge, 150 Lafayette Street, Newark, New Jersey. There's also gonna be, like, fire shows. That's gonna be crazy, you know? Some guy's gonna try to break a world record. So, let's, you know, come on out. We'll cheer him. We'll support that. Uh, so, one more time. Who loves the 90s? Doctor Who themes, 90s uh, party. And like I said, I don't want to see anyone on the Wikipedia complaining if we play something that's slightly out of 90s. Just come on out, have a good time. It's no cover, 21 plus. Hell's Kitchen, the drinks are reasonably priced. You know, unlike these other bars, they overcharge you. Hell's Kitchen, they take care of you, they take care of me. Let's go take care of each other. So, one final time. Saturday night, August 29th, who loves the 90s? I know I do. And we're back on the line here. With our good friend, the director of Night Satan, all the way from Finland. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Krisu. Uh, I'm the director of, of Night Satan and the Loops of Doom that uh, some of you might have seen uh, in Trauma Dance last year. And um, I'm mainly done short films, uh, a lot of stop motion animation and stuff, but now we're really like. Uh, pushing hard to try to make a Night Satan feature film. Uh, yeah, you guys do short. Uh, you just you said you do what's it like stop motion? You said. Yeah, yeah. That I started with stop motion film. I've did, done like ten years of stop motion animation, and and uh, Night Satan and the Loops of Doom is my first live action film. Oh wow, that that must take a lot of patience, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, uh, I don't animate anymore because I don't have the patience, patience, <laughs> but I direct animations. I have animators doing the animating for me. Alright, that's cool, that's cool. So, be- before we get started, do you have, like, the website, any social media, like Twitter or anything to let our fans know? Uh, well, uh, there is a Night Satan and the Loops of Doom Facebook page, and, and I have a, I have a blog and I never update. <laughs> um, I'm pretty lazy with that sort of thing. But you can find it like with Googling Krizu, like C H R Z U. And if I'm you find the, you'll find the, uh, the blog. Yeah. And what about, what about your, your film company? Does it have anything? Uh, yeah, it's called Twisted Films, but, uh, like the company is not mine. The, the, there's just like the uh, guy, the producer of Night Satan and Loops of Doom. He owns the company, and and uh, um, uh, they mainly uh, work in commercials. But uh, my producer wanted to do like a film, so this is his uh, Night Satan and Loops of Doom is the first film he produced, and now we're working on uh, like doing Night Satan feature. A whole a full Night Satan feature. Yeah, that's wow. the plan. Wow, that would make that would make Hector's head explode, and our <laughs> and our other co-host Monkey Man. Like when we when we saw Night Satan, he's gonna when he gets here eventually, he's gonna say the exact same thing. You know, like when we first went to Troma Dance, we saw the poster and we're like, oh, that that looks kind of cool, whatever. Then when we saw the movie, like by the end of it, our minds are blown. 
Like anyone, <laughs> anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that we've put over your movie so many times. So, like, so now that we now we hear there's a, a feature film that's in the works. That's a uh, that's gonna that's make that's gonna make all our that's gonna make all our days. So uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna be d- difficult to fund because it's uh it's uh so violent and uh and it's got a lot of nudity and stuff and, and like traditional European style. So it's really uh, sleazy and fucked up and and uh, yeah, try try to find the, find the money for that thing is not going to be easy. But I, I, I yeah, know, I know it's I'm, kind of I'm optimistic. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard nowadays. But have you guys considered like a Kickstarter or 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 one of those type of venues? Yeah, we're we're considering it. Yeah, but that will only get us, you know, like small portion of the budget if if we're successful with the crowdfund. Yeah, crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know a trauma. They just did that with a uh, class of Nukem High Two, or whatever it's called. But that's, that's, yeah, that's an that's an avenue. I think I'd be willing to donate some there. And you know, we'd, we we plug the hell out of it on on our on our website. Yeah, uh, happy to hear that. Yeah. We need all the support we can get. I know. We're more than happy to give it. So um, thank you. So how how did how did how did uh, you guys get in contact with Night Satan? Like, who made the first? Well, uh, uh, I went to animation school in Turku where I live and, and, uh, I got to know, uh, Wolframi from Night Satan before he founded the band. So he was in the same school studying animation also. And, and, and then, um, at some point he, he started Night Satan and, and, you know, because I knew him, I went to see his band play and, I just thought it was great from the first show, and 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 then uh, I got to do the cover art for their first CD and for their first vinyl release, and uh, and then uh, they they made some music for a video project that I did, and then after that they composed a score for a short documentary that I did where we, we shot uh, drunk people walking home from the bar like in secretly yeah. and you know like made them look like zombies and like uh, you know like not real zombies but you know sort of like lost and lost in a like you know big empty deserted city and then we had like a Night Satan score to that and after the, that short documentary uh, we, were, we started talking uh, that we should make a music video for Night Satan and, you know, like post-apocalyptic, uh, Mad Max style, Road Warrior style, uh, uh, music videos. But then I wasn't that keen on, on making a music video because it's short and, and, you know, like I, I wanted to do a story and so I suggested that let's do a short film. And, and they were, they were like with me and, and, uh, then I got like 300 euros, which is like, Four hundred dollars or something like that, and they told me to go buy old ho- hockey gear and stuff from thrift stores, and uh, and yeah, then I just like I, I had a film crew that would have worked for me for free, and and they had like good gear and everything, and uh, there were a lot of things that fell into place even before we started like trying to get funding. But at some point, I just realized that it's gonna we're still gonna need you know like a couple of thousand euros at least to do it like properly even yeah. though that nobody would get paid yeah so that so then i got in touch with the producer and and the plan was just to try to get uh funding for a script and just you know like do the whole film with the script funding 
But then the producer said, hey, let's try it like for real. Let's just see how it goes. And then it ended up being like the uh, easiest film to fund for me ever. <laughs> we just got like the money right away. And yeah, and it's uh, quite a budget we had on that, even though it's like for what it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't care. I, like I said, like I can't, I can't uh, stress enough. Anyone who's listening to this, seek out. Like, where can they, where can they find Night Satan and the Loops of Doom? Like, how can they uh, watch it? Well, uh, it, it's uh, you have to buy the soundtrack either on CD or or on vinyl, and it's there's a DVD with every like uh, soundtrack album that you you know that's out there. So that's that's the only way right now that you can you know get it, and uh, I guess there's there might be like torrents and stuff out there, but I haven't you know really you know bothered to check them. <laughs> but but um uh but the thing is that we can't put it uh, on the internet because we've uh, sold the uh, rights for five years to the TV station in Finland, who they they've shown it on TV over here like two or three times. Huh. But they they also get the rights for internet for five years, so we can't put it on online like for five years. Oh, so but yeah, you can put it on Amazon. There's like two and a half years left that we can put it on the internet. All right, all right. So all right, guys, Google it, buy the CD. You li- you like the music, you like the music, and you'll love the movie. So people just yeah, Google it, buy and support Night Satan and, and the Loops of Doom, so we could get this feature film made. So uh. So currently, besides the working on a Night Satan movie, are you working on anything else? Any other projects? Yeah, well, uh, I did another short film with with. Uh, it has a soundtrack by Night Satan. It's like uh, seven minutes long, and it's like a drag queen uh, movie, like drag exploitation, <laughs> and and it's uh, like done in this like seventies John Waters style. So it's really like it's full of like shit and vomit and and blasphemy and and like insults and stuff so it's it's uh really crude but it's super funny <laughs> drag exploitation never heard that never heard of it before. i mean i, I mean like, i could put two and two together but never really thought about that yeah well if you've seen like desperate living by john waters it's like it's uh it's, it has the same sort of feeling feel to it yeah i think i think who what, what is her name in that movie uh, well, there's like uh, Mink Stoll, who is great in it, yeah. and and, uh, and and Queen Carlotta. Queen Carlotta, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Edith Massey. And how is there any way for people to to seek this movie out? Or, or? well, it's not finished yet. We're like uh, it's in in post production right now, and and uh, uh, I'm hoping for for it to you know like go out on the festivals. And and uh, if I don't sell it to Finnish TV, which I doubt that I will, uh, then I can put it on the internet when it's finished. But uh, it's gonna take like a month or so. We still have like one thing to shoot, and you know like do the sound and stuff like that alright well I can't I can't wait to see it we'll we'll check it out when it comes out we'll plug the hell out of it we'll look for we'll look for we'll help you look out for um, film festivals I mean I'm sure they have like grindhouse type film festivals nowadays especially like in yeah. LA there, there's so many film festivals nowadays that if you like if you wanted to spend the whole year on film festival it, it, it would be possible you know 
Yeah, uh, when you when you came here last year for Trumpet Dance, I, I'm reckoning that you you had to fund that trip yourself, right? Uh, no, actually not. Uh, we have a um, we have a pretty good system with the Finnish Film Foundation. It's like uh, there's a film foundation here that it's like it runs on taxpayers' money, and and because gambling in Finland is like uh, state, you know, like it's. Uh, it's like uh, the government is controlling all the gambling so they use like gambling profit and finnish taxpayers money to fund finnish films and they have like um yeah, they have they have uh, they can afford to pay for film finnish film directors to go to a festival abroad if 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 you you know like if you just like reach out to them and and ask tell them, you know, my film is running somewhere and I want to go there, can you pay for the airline ticket? And they usually will. And usually the festival pays for the hotel. And so that that, that was the case in Troma dancers as well. Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's actually a unique concept where the where the tax dollars go where they promised them to be. Because over here, our gambling, our gambling money is supposed to go to schools. But yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, but in, in Finland, it's, it's still uh, from the Scandinavian countries. We have like uh, like um, maybe half half as much money in movies uh, as you know, like Sweden or Denmark and and Norway. They their governments they put just like a lot of, lot more money into to, to movies than in Finland. So it's not really appreciated here. Cinema, you know. Yeah. Uh, do you often travel to these other Scandinavian countries? Uh, well, I have friends in Sweden and, and in Norway, so I go visit them every now and then. Then, yeah, I'm pretty sure Hector's gonna ask us if he eventually gets here about the about the heavy metal scene or the death metal scene out there in yeah. these countries. So I'll wait for him to ask that. Um, yeah. So pretty much the one question I wanted to ask is, uh, like, let's just say Hector and I were gonna go visit you for a weekend. What is there? What is there for us to do? Well, uh, I guess in like, uh, yeah. What, what what we can do is is uh, we can go to like these uh, air bunkers from the Second World War where you can paint graffitis on them. <laughs> that that uh, we do that that a lot. And and then there's some like cool underground clubs with with like really like best Finnish underground music and stuff like that. And just basically, you know, getting drunk and fucked up. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. <laughs> that sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's like uh, I think many of the best Finnish bands uh, like come from this uh, this city, and uh, yeah, that's a good thing about living here. Music. Yeah, music like. Uh, so they got the underground clubs and and when you say the the bunkers and graffiti the graffiti is this does it uh do people paint over it and you gotta start all over again or you just graffiti on top of the graffiti? Yeah, they just go like uh uh just paint over and over there like they they've been painted you know like for maybe for fifteen years like that you're lucky if your graffiti lasts for a week over there but still you know like it's it's fun to go there there. Uh, they're like strange, like m- 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 uh, shaped. They're like Mayan pyramids or something like that. These air bunkers, and there's like five of them on on this 
rock uh, above the uh, forest and, and it's beautiful. Uh-huh. Beautiful place and, and yeah and and you know like nobody cares if you paint there. It's not like cops are interested or anything. You know you can you can do whatever you want there. Hmm, that's another very interesting over here. The cops would the cops would go uh, ballistic with their with their uh, batons on us if we ever got caught uh, graffitiizing. Which I mean yeah. I don't do it because I have I literally have zero artistic talent. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's not that's that's not happening. Yeah, I would been doing. I've been doing it since I was a kid. But but like, um, yeah, I, I I guess like at some point, you know, when when movies started taking over, uh, like all of my times, it's been less and less graffiti and and all the other like fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, is there? Is, is you, I remember you just you just said the thing about the the documentary following the homeless people around. Is is that available to find anywhere, or is that also like? Uh, yeah, well, it it no, it's not available like anywhere. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, it was not like homeless people. It's just like I mean, regular I mean, drunk, people yeah. who 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 went home from the bar, and uh, yeah, that we were aiming at at getting a similar feel that is in the the British zombie movie Twenty Eight Days Later, when the main character is walking like in a deserted London. Yeah. So. We were sort of like trying to achieve that, but in, you know, in Finland, people get like ridiculously shit faced during weekends, and it's really like fruitful to to shoot them. You know, it's like they 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 do do the strangest things. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. The only reason why I said homeless is because like years ago, many years ago, past the statute of limitation, years ago, I did a I did acid once. Yeah. And uh, I was walking home after a night of, after, you know, did the acid. And I did, you know, went out and I went drinking. And on the way home, like, we have a train station. And it was full of homeless people. And to me, you know, with with the chemicals in my brain, they all look like frozen zombies. Oh, wow. So I had to, like, like tiptoe around all these people thinking they were frozen zombies until I found my train eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you will re- always remember that. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. I'll never forget that day of those frozen, frozen zombies in Newark Penn Station. Yeah. Kids, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any cops listening? Allegedly, allegedly that happened. Yeah, well, well let's bore the hell out of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Let me put, let me put this on hold for one second. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> You're not the first to say that. All right, sit down, Hector. And I am sitting. All right, Hector just joined us. As we are here with, uh, I'm going to butcher your name one more time. Chizu. Did I get it? Chizu. 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 How do you not get Chizu right off the bat? All right. You have to forgive him. He uh, He's a Swede trapped in a Puerto Rican's body. Yeah, I think uh, he doesn't know about Hello, that. Hello, Hector. How's it going, old friend? Man, it's good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's uh, I'm just enjoying a beer at home Friday night. Yeah. You know, like first work, first week of work after like a month's holiday, and yeah, it's good. Yeah, man, fantastic. What kind of beer? Uh, and say it slowly. Like, this is like pouring to him. <laughs> Finnish, Finnish pale ale. I don't know. I like it. It's uh, it's uh, some new brand. 
Gotta love the fit. I am a big fan of the Finns. Love the Finnish people. Love the Finnish beer. Love the Finnish bands. So uh, I'm a supporter. Well, I'm just yeah. I'm just glad. Propatia Finlandia. <laughs> Cheers. Keep peace, like we say in Finland. <laughs> How do you say it? Cheers. Keep peace. Keep this. All right. Keep we're gonna say that tomorrow when we're when we're drunkenly celebrating my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Interrupting me. I apologize. Yeah. We did. Uh, do you have any questions about the metal scene over there? You want to? Oh yeah. Well, um, since we're gonna segue into metal, you know, um, a lot of my, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of bands from Finland. Um, my two top two, of course, are Nightwish and uh, Impaled Nazarin, which I'm a big fan of too. Yeah. Um, There's over here. Yeah. So I, uh, what exactly, what kind of genre of music do you play? I know it's metal, but what kind of metal do you, do you specify? Well, well, uh, like, um, it, I wouldn't like call it metal. It's sort of like metal influenced blues, like sort of garage rock blues, death rock, something like that. It's like, like a, a bluesier version of Samhain, I would say. Cool, cool. We're, we're like a duo, and um, I play this bedpan guitar, mm-hmm. and, and and then I have a drummer who does this like uh, pretty primitive sort of drumming, and yeah, and it's so yeah, it's it's it it has like uh, influences of Samhain and Danzig. It's like I, I grew up on on like all the Danzig bands, Misfits and yeah. Samhain. Danzig's always been my favorite. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Danzig too, man. Like uh. They played at the uh, Misfits played at the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom once. I mean, the Starland Ballroom. I at the Starland Ballroom here in New Jersey, and uh, that was a really cool show. They do every sh- they do a show every uh, every Halloween, which is really worth checking out. You know, uh, is there a way we can listen to your music online, or does Finnish TV have that also? Yeah, yeah, we have we have uh, like uh, my band Black Totem. Uh, it's um, we we just released our first LP uh, in June and and we have a band camp so if you just google black totem band camp you can you know you can listen and download the whole download the whole album and you know it's like pay what you want oh that's cool uh, I like band camp they're very they're very band friendly yeah the, yeah the name is a little weird but I'll, I will get past it how long has your uh, has your duo been been together like how long have you been playing I think I guess like six years or something like that. But uh, we ju- we just uh, we done a couple of seven inch, se- released a couple of seven inches, and then like this was our That's first. That's what LP. she said. <laughs> I, think I think we should be above. That's what she said. You think? You think? But we're not. At least I'm not. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I have a problem. Yeah. Go on. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like. Uh, uh, that's Black Totem. We've been together, like we're doing, been together for six years or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like it's uh, my hobby on the side of of the movie work. And then I also um uh, I play drum for drums for uh, this doom metal band called Mansion. But uh, I quit a year ago because I just didn't have the time to play anymore. But uh, uh, I still write lyrics for the band, and you know, like I'm I'm. It's a it's a cult band, so I mean the cult. <laughs> it's yeah. not a, a cult. It's just cult rock. Okay. Cult. I understand. I understand. Uh, 
I have no idea what that means, but Hector, explain it later. Yeah, uh, I will. Touch me. Actually, you're actually the, our first guest that we've ever, Hector and I, have uh, tag-teamed in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> At least on, on, on online, anyway. Yeah, we usually, I usually, I'm usually doing the, the interviews. This Hector's your first one. Yeah, this is my first interview. I'm, uh, this cherry has been popped. All right. Oh, yeah. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be part of the, like, this ritual where Hector loses his virginity. <laughs> no, no, we're, still, we're, still, we're still way off with that. <laughs> I can't give it away. I honestly, I, you, I could be on the street corner selling it and be like, you know, I'd rather just have a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, have you guys played uh live recently? Uh, have you done any um gigs? Yeah, we actually uh we played last Saturday, which was probably the biggest gig we ever played. It was uh, on a like country and blues festival where all the other bands were sort of like uh you know like you know country and blues like yeah 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 not you know like not not that heavy and yeah. we're like. We're we're pretty heavy and you know like Sam hanging was just like fucking howling all the time <laughs> and 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 yelling our guts out and so it was uh, it was kicking the balls for a lot of people who came to see us but um but um because there were a lot of like old people like country music fans <laughs> oh man I would love to see that me too man that uh, must have been a really was, great it show was, yeah it was hilarious uh, and the, but there were, there were a lot of like people who. Uh, who sort of like discovered us on that gig and uh, yeah, it went well. Do you, do you guys have a Facebook page, like a Facebook fan page? Uh, no, we have a group because it's like uh, we did a group before they were pages on Facebook and we haven't like, um, I'm like super lazy with all that like internet stuff. Well, you know, uh, uh, a, group is, a group is much a, better anyway. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, if you can't tag <laughs> I, I me into it, if you, <laughs> If you can tag me in, and I'll spread the word as much as possible. If yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah join, join the group. I will. Send me an invite, and I definitely will. All right, guys, look them up. Black Totem Group. Yeah, that's Black, that, uh, Black Totem. Yeah. Is that how you find it, groups? At, I suppose so. As fucking Google it, people. Oh, and, oh. and you will find all the music that, that we've done on Bandcamp. It's like everything we recorded is on Bandcamp. Now, I, I got here a little late, so I don't know if... Oh, tell them the big news, uh, Krizu. What's the big news? Uh, 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 like that we're working on a Night Satan feature. So. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Yes! We haven't, got, we haven't got funded yet, though. I'm like, I'm writing it, and we're like planning it. We have like concept art going, and uh, we're do making a demo, like a two-minute sort of trailer, and we're probably gonna uh, like start crowdfunding at some point. I remember, I remember watching your film on uh, uh, last, was it was last year. Yeah, last year. Trauma, Trauma and your film blew me away. It just like completely kicked my ass up and down the street, left me bloody on the floor. And I loved and I loved everything about it. There was nothing about that movie I didn't like. Everything. I liked the cinematography. I loved the the dialogue. Um I love the costumes. I love the sets. I mean, it was so on point with it scratched every itch I ever had regarding a film. But definitely the grand opus, what made the, the, the movie, like, so incredibly enjoyable was the soundtrack. Like, if, it, the, and sometimes it felt like just a really long music video, but I was okay with that, you know? It just felt, it was just such a really good film, really good music. Um, 
uh, I think this is one of those movies where uh, the the music actually exceeds the visuals. Yeah. And uh, I just I like you know I'm a huge fan. I I, I tell everybody about it. I spread the word because I want more people to be aware of this film. This is one of those films that has to be seen. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I have one question. Are you by chance an anime fan, like of Japanese animation? Well, uh, I like some anime, but mm -hmm. not like not not all of it. But um, you know, uh, uh, for instance, like like Ninja Scroll, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like the Wicked City, and yes. and and like Crying Freeman and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like random. The, the, uh, anime films. The reason I ask is because I sense like a like a like an influence of it, you know, in some of the movements and the behavior of the characters, like particular the little uh, robotic or what cyborg boy, yeah, and the way he like dashed across the the planes. He moved like uh, a, like an anime character would move usually. Yeah, well, actually, uh, I have another Asian influence where where I I sort of got that thing from. It, it's like. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh yeah. yeah. It, there's like uh, there's this hilarious scene where uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub they're like uh, attacked by this female ninja and mm -hmm. and then like they like hack a couple of them into pieces but then there's like a couple of them retreats and they're like running uh, backwards and in high speed and that's sort of like I, I always thought that was super hilarious and and we had like. Um, you know, like I had to come up with something, something like special, so so that the kid would, you know, like escape, so that they, mm -hmm. like, might say the won't catch them that time. Yeah. So and then you just like sped it up, and I thought it looked funny. It's like, uh, it's uh, uh, the whole like thing in in Night Satan is that because it's like has this retro style like mm -hmm. movie. It, it, you're sort of allowed to do a lot of stuff that is considered, you know, like you wouldn't do that in sort of modern modern film, but yeah. it's not a modern film; it's retro. So yeah, I, and I love that about it, you know. Sure. Um, now, forgive me if I ask a. I have I wasn't here earlier, so please forgive me if I re reiterate some questions that Diego may have asked. Um, for my um, one of the, one of the questions is um. I felt like I was looking at one of those old Italian sci-fi films, you know, like or one of those old cheesy uh, horror films from Italy, like uh, like Suspiria. Would you yeah. say that that was an influence in your movie? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I love the seventies uh, Italian stuff and like the eighties post-apocalyptic movies from Italy, like all the Argento stuff and the Jalos and everything. Like uh, I'm a big fan of that. So and and uh, so like before I was uh, working with a film, uh, I was drawing comic comics a lot, and then oh. I got into animation, and now this like, Night Satan is my first live action film, and uh, so like you can sort of see that in the visual narration of the film that it's like uh, comic book influenced. Like Definitely. a lot of the shots are sort of like look like comic panels comic yeah. book panels yeah it's amazing i saw i saw a lot of really vibrant color you and funny you should mention that because i saw a lot of really vibrant color in a lot of your of your screenshots and you know it does it did feel like comic book panels and not the new comic book panels like the old retro comic book panels from like the 80s back yeah yeah definitely. You know, that, like where, that's there was a I'm lot of solid thinking. color a lot of solid black uh, I think this was like you, uh, you obviously were trying to make like a 
you know, a rep to replicate those films. And I felt that that's exactly what you were doing. You really did an amazing job bringing that to life. Oh. Yeah, it's like, like I think uh, I think uh, how in you know like new new sci-fi movies mm -hmm. how the future looks and it's always you know like uh, gray, gray or, you know yeah. monochromatic and and you know like it's no like colors and it's, it doesn't look you know like outrageous just like sort of they're trying to go for something realistic yeah. but that that's just boring you it know is. right so. Yeah, I'm just trying to bring the sort of masters of the universe vibe back yes. to, to to the future. <laughs> Dan Stolf Lundgren. No, keep, oh, yeah. them, keep him. Sweden's national treasure. <laughs> um, do, do you have any uh? If you have, do you have any tips for like uh wannabe or up or upstart? I should say like film film directors or filmmakers. Anybody who want, might want to follow in your footsteps. Well, I think you know like uh. Uh, don't try to do, you know, like what's trendy or, you know, like definitely don't, you know, like, uh, sort of don't do commercial work at all. I think that, you know, like kills a lot of creativity and, uh, mm. you know, you, you can get sort of experience and blah, blah from that, but it's also, you know, like if you get used to the way you know, people work, like who, People who work with commercials, you know, like they're, they're just like the schedule is impossible. There's no room for, you know, ideas and creativity and stuff like that. So, you know, like, uh, do your own thing. That's important. And, you know, like, I think, uh, there's so much mediocre, lame stuff and, and, you know, stuff that doesn't have any personality coming out. Yeah, just, you know, like, like, like what I would say to any artist, you know, like try to, you know, express yourself and, you know, like in the truest way possible and, you know, exaggerate <laughs> because, you know, like people, people seen so much stuff and they watch so much stuff nowadays that, you know, like there's also like, I, I, I think that people are getting sort of numb to a lot of, a lot of drama, you know, on, on, on the screen. So, you know, you, you need to sort of raise the bar. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of movies that's like technically they're good, but it's like paint by numbers. Yeah, like, um, like, that's a really like, good way of putting it. Yeah, like I'm not I'm I'm not saying it's a bad film, but the new, the new RoboCop that came out. Yeah, like it's it it technically I guess it's a good film, but it's paint by numbers, and it's just like what made the original one stand out was that you know it stood out, as this one was just another movie made. Yeah, 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 that's true. And like the first one, it it just has like. All this death to the story, you know, it has this like, it's sort of like a, a sort of messiah, well, how do you say it, like messiah story, you know, Robocop is a messiah story, and yeah. it's like, like, uh, like Jesus is nailed to the cross, he's like, this cop is like, uh, you know, shot to pieces with a shotgun, and then he's resur resurrected and he comes to save the city. And he's so more sort powerful of like than story. But it's not like that in the like remake of Robocop. They sort of lost all that sort of mythical aspect of it. You know, this dude and something happened, and now he's a cop, super cop. Exactly. Yeah. I think that one of the biggest problems um, in cinema is that. Uh, there's basically breaks down to two kinds of films. There are the films that are that are a product. They're not they're not like art. They're not something to be enjoyed. They're just something that put is designed put to it, put together in a in a room. Yeah, like and a, it's designed for one purpose to sell a product. Like if you make like a movie like uh, for example, RoboCop movie that he says, like I'm pretty sure 
they were thinking about, oh, we're going to make action figures and posters and everything. So these movies just end up being a product, just something to be sold piece by piece. But then there are films like yours who are the very very definition of the word art. I consider your your movie a true work of art because it's um it's thought provoking. It's it's enjoyable. It brings pleasure. It it uh it tells a story. And you know, art is all about emotion. It's all about self-expression and conveying those those emotions to other people and hopefully having them feel the same thing. If that is your intent, that is what you're going to make. You're going to make art, you know. And when you made Night Satan in the Loops of Doom, I didn't think to myself, oh, this is just a really cool movie or just a really cool whatever. I felt like I was looking at a moving painting. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Happy to hear that. It's yeah. like, yeah, uh, 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 for me, it's like movies are... Uh, is they're they're like sort of they're um, a shortcut to magic. It's like illusions. It's something yeah. that you can you know like if, if you know how to make movies, you know like you can you can sort of yeah you know get people blow their minds, you know expand their minds, you know like get them fucking high on your movie. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, exactly and, and, oh my god! Uh, love, I, your, your movie your movie had me tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, that but, if that was your intent, sir, mission accomplished. Because your movie is a shot of LSD. Like a shot of like well, like a, a, a it was an adrenaline shot practice and, and Monkey Man. They were like doing backflips in the aisle. It, it, it was look, yeah, yeah, it's like you know all about cool. I'm I'm trying to get people to stop doing drugs. So that's why <laughs> trippy movies so that they you know don't need to do drugs anymore. You know. If, what I love best about your film, and definitively what I love most about your film, and you know, is the fact that I, when watching it, I felt like a kid. You know, that adult serious part of me was just like smashed to pieces, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't the other one, only one. You know, your your movie is full of so much like whimsy, and it's so off the wall, and and absolutely no fucks are given. There are no fucks to be found in this film. <laughs> you know, and when I was done, it was like you know, you're. It's like when you're like six and you go to the circus for the first time and you're like high on it. You know, like you saw all these amazing things and you just want to tell everyone about it and you want to go back and all that stuff. And that's kind of what your the, the impression that your film did to me. You know, I felt like you know, I, I you you reverted me to the to the level of a small child on Christmas Day. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that's uh, pretty much how I felt when we were shooting it. You know, like it was uh, surreal being in a sand pit surrounded by these characters, and then like for, because it was my first live action shoot ever. You know, like I had never seen a camera crew before, so it's like oh, wow. two like different sorts of aliens surrounding me <laughs> where, <laughs> for where, two weeks at the sand pit. Where was the shot? Uh, it was shot like. Uh, what an hour and a half drive from from where I live in in a, in a just you know like sand pit where the, some company owns this sand pit and they're selling sandal to oh. other companies who make concrete and stuff like that. All right, cool, cool. Which has got the permission. Wait, to does this there. mean that I could possibly own like you should you know what you should do? You should start selling vials of sand from your set. I would buy <laughs> that shit. 
If you ever do that, please put me down. I would like to own a vial of sand from the set of Night Satan in the Loops of Doom. Yeah, well, uh, when, when we do our crowdfunding, that might be, you know, like that one thing that you can get, you know. You can oh, get some I, sand if, if I'm doing this shit, I, I'm contributing just so I can have my piece of sand from that movie. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, actually, since I've been working on a movie since we actually started this conversation, uh, since you mentioned drag exploitation, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> uh, we're gonna call it Scourge of the Earth. <laughs> it's about I, have, I don't have any character names yet, but it's gonna star Hector and I. We're gonna we're gonna play a couple, and you know, first we like the first scene we go to like my cousin's wedding, <laughs> and people are like, ah, oh, they're still like being homophobic. So like I beat up the two guys being homophobic. Like they shove Hector down, and he falls. Like ah, Hector falls. Why do I always have to fall in these scenarios? <laughs> stay stay with me, stay with me, brother. So then uh, it turns out I'm a bouncer at a club. And, you know, one day, like, character comes and he brings me, like, dinner. It's like, hey, honey, it's time to hear some dinner. And I'm like, thank you. And then the two guys start making, another two guys start making fun of me, so I kick their asses also. And then I get knocked down. And, and, you, get, and you get knocked down again. <laughs> every every scene, I'm going to get knocked down the flight of stairs. No, so then, uh, so halfway through the movie, like, you know, these, guy, these guys that we were young, they're not cool. Like, they, like, run me over with their car as, as Hector's trying to bring me dinner. And you see this, like, you see this from this, it's like, oh, honey, I'm bringing dinner. And then you see me, bang, I get run over by a car. I get murdered. So, so this so this sets off a rage in Hector. When people are people like, holy shit, what's, what, what has happened? You know, the tough guy just got killed, and, the, you know, the, the wimpy guy is still alive. But but here's here's the twist. It turns out that Hector used to be a, a kung fu hitman for the mob. So now, after... I'm a gay kung fu hitman, yes! And now, and now that, you know, now that you, uh, now that you see your, your man be murdered, like, it re-unleashes the rage. And the rest of the movies, you, like, super exploitation murder everybody in town. In the city. So, uh, so how does that sound? I just like made that up right now. Yeah, well, well, it, it sounds like a good start, you know. Like you should probably rewrite it a couple of times. <laughs> that's, but, uh, that, that's him basically patting you on the head and saying, "That's a good one. Go cut it." <laughs> yeah, well, I'm all about like like I I enjoy writing the most about movies. I'm all about story, and even though like I love uh, you know, like music in the movie, and and I love editing, and I love everything like about making movies. But um, still, story is the thing that I love the most. I love writing. Now I got a question. Um, again, if this was already broached, I sorry, I gotta know now. Um, who composed and put together the music, the soundtrack for the movie? Nice. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was not, like Night Night uh, they sent me like. Uh, I think it was like more than a dozen of demos that they had, you know, for songs that they had, like uh, they thought that could fit the movie. And and then I picked, I guess it was like seven seven tracks of those 20. And okay, these are definitely going to be in the movie. But then there were a couple of the uh, tracks in the movie that I requested that, you know, I need, you know, for instance, the... The song that in the end where they sort of play uh, against that that force field thing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. So you know that was something I requested. I need you know like a sort of battle se sequence uh, track and also um, uh, 
there was this um, uh, like slow dance in the in the end. Like yeah, well, also like the 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 fast track, which is the end theme. That was also something that, that I requested for them because they had like sort of they been a, a sort of doom metal on synthesizers band before, and then mm-hmm. they went into this sort of like ambient sort of uh, Vangelis. John Carpenter styled like uh, retro synthesizer thing, but then I wanted something which has some action in it for the end oh. credits, and so yeah, so it was both both of, like m- most mostly it was them doing everything, but there were a couple of things that I requested. Um, what country are they from? Uh, they're, they're Finnish, like uh, they live in in the same city as oh. I in, in Turku. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so. All right, let's each ask one more question so he could uh he could enjoy his movie night with his lovely, lovely lady and his beers <laughs> and his beers. Actually, I'm just I'm glad that you uh you said Finnish beer, not Miller Light. Like then we wouldn't be able to be friends. Yeah, Miller Light's like the like our anti beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to ask this question. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I it's it's a simple question, but I gotta know. What exactly inspired you to create this movie? Uh, I mean, like, what, where did you get the idea of it from? Uh, uh, like I said, I've, I've been uh, uh, I, I've been drawing comic books like uh, back in the day, and and like the first comics that I ever drew, I mean, like eight or nine years old, and they were all like. Very influenced by Star Wars and uh, Masters of the Universe and Ghostbusters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that sort of like stuck to me like my whole whole life. I think you know I've been like I used to be a major Star Wars fan until you know the Phantom Menace and the Clone <laughs> Wars and that shit came out. Everybody <laughs> says that. Those are my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, oh well, I guess this uh, this is over. We'll no longer be friends. Sorry. No, every now every time I say something stupid on this podcast, Hector says our friendship is over, and he walks away. That's kind of a bit. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. So, uh, I, I was really like, uh, I've always been influenced by by like that that 80s sort of sci-fi vibe, you know. Yeah. But, but then when I started watching like trash movies, I, I really quickly became interested in the Italian uh, aesthetics and. Uh, so I'm influenced by that also, and and then uh, you know, I think that the back in the days in the 70s and the 80s, there was like a lot more courage in in movies in the way that, that oh, yeah. they were sort of um, they they sort of dared to have a like to sort of show a, a a world where the morality is like it's totally like there's no morale or it's like everybody's just like. Act, act, acting wrong or doing like wrong stuff and and being like really that that the world is dangerous you know but but nowadays everything like um, I think I feel that all the like sci-fi and everything is sort of like humane and everything it's like it doesn't have this sort of like merciless vibe it's not dangerous no anymore edge. I think there's no edge to it yeah yeah so you know it's like uh, I try to bring uh, danger back into to post-apocalyptic movies and bring you know danger back into sort of rock and roll and yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. I, I love danger in, in fiction. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah, we like it in real life over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speak for yourself. All right, so I guess my last question would be, since you mentioned Italian horror movie, movies, uh, which ones are like influenced by, like, uh, like Bronx Warriors 1999, or, like, from that genre, or, like, more Fulci and... Or anyone else? Like, who... Well, well uh, you know, both, I guess. It's like, uh, uh, I love uh, Hands of Steel and oh, yeah. The New Barbarians. Yes. And, yes. and, uh, and then I lo- like love a lot of like old Fulci zombie movies like Zombie Flesh Eaters and and uh, and The Beyond and movies like that mm-hmm. and, and like also the Argento the old Argento stuff and and yeah and uh, uh, this is not Italian but I don't know if you guys know Metal Storm the, the yeah, I've seen of Jared Sin great stuff uh, I have one more question, if I may. All right. Um, and this will be my final one. So, what is your so what is your end game? Like, what what is your ultimate goal? I mean, like, let's say five years from now, what do you say you want? You would want the what, what do you what, what do you see yourself in like five years from now? I don't know. It's like really hard to say because it's it it's uh uh I, I think that that the film industry is not like uh it's not very friendly for for artists like me, you know, like it, uh, I fear that it might, you know, wear me out, you know, or something like that. But um, I'm definitely putting like all my efforts into making a night certain feature. And, you know, like even if it's my last movie I ever make, I want to, I want to do it because I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm sure that's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking hilarious. I have such a good time writing it. I'm just like laughing my ass off <laughs> at like the script every day. And, uh, and, that's like my aim and I, I you know have hard time seeing further than that but but you know like if if i had a choice i uh, i would be interested in in you know writing a tv series also it's like oh. uh, like uh how tv series have, have sort of, sort of like now taken over because like mainstream movies like the most of the stuff that uh, is on on the cinema cinema is like it's really crappy. So then you know quality has went in TV. And that's really nice. Yeah, TV they're taking more chances because they have to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's because like so many people are focusing on cinema now. The TV is like kind of saying, oh, okay, we can pretty much do whatever we want. There's really, there's there's really like it's kind of a safety net now. Yes, like like yeah. the, like The Walking Dead is like I'm not I'm saying it's better or worse, but Walking Dead is like gorier than World War Z. Yeah, when it's, when yeah. It's, World War Z should be you know like should be the one that has no limits, but that but yeah, Walking Dead is like way more edgier than that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that has to do more with the people that are behind it. I mean, like first off, it's based off the comic, you know, the graphic no, novel. Not even close. And like, I said, based. I didn't say it was like a a, a real profession. And secondly, well, like you know, the directors, the 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 writers behind it, they're just like you know, they're 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 ballsy. It's really ballsy. All right, and on that note, we're gonna shut this bad boy down. Wait, I got one tiny little question. All right, go, go, go. Mr. Shoes, whatever. Uh, is there any? Is, is it? Huh? What is it? Krizu. Krizu. All right. Oh, that's way worse than mine. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Uh, Mr. Krizu. Is there any chance that me and my associate could possibly be a little cameo in your next film? We, we, we're willing to be killed. 
okay, I'll keep you in mind, but I can't make no promises. Hey, you know, wait, it's not, these things are, like, in the end, it's not up to me, you know, like, who's in the movie, and, you know, I like, we you. have to talk to the producer, but, but uh, we'll keep you in mind, and, uh, like, uh, se send us an email, and, you know, like, it's it's not impossible, you know, if you're willing to work for free, and you're grab your asses to the set. We're very we'll, cheap boys. I think we're, 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 we'll shoot you, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, we do have one requirement. Right before we die, we have to yell out simultaneously, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> this is happening. Yes. And then we just die. Gonna, it's done. We die, die screaming, this is happening. We're going to dub it into Italian afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoa. All right, that's it. I'm done. I, I, I got no more in me. All right. <laughs> and on that final note, I'd like to thank you, Krisu. Thank for, you for for uh for giving us this time, this precious time, because it's the weekend and you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so thank thank you very much for being here. Uh, we'll get this episode of uh, yeah. So thank you very much. And most importantly, thank you, thank you for creating Night Satan, Krisu. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. And and we're back. Hector, what did you think about our interview with uh? Krizo. Yeah, man, that was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely one of my top favorite people of the year. All right, and uh, we're gonna have, and we're gonna even have more. We're we have uh, uh, coming soon. We have Josh Wells, stand-up comic. We have Thomas Ryan, the director, and he also he's also a director in a band, so it's kind of a pattern. <laughs> we got Miss Lily Stitches, burlesque dancer, also uh, fantastic cosplayer. We have a rock band called Orban from here in New Jersey. And then we're going to have Miss Lydia Vengeance. She's a fetish model and a good friend of mine. This episode is just chocked full of goodies. It sure is. So now I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone and seeing these stupid memes on Facebook. Who is this chick? Um, what, what are you, Who are you talking about? This chick right here. Take a look. Um, dude, Um, that's... That's the lead singer of Blood on the Dance Floor. Blood on the Floor. Isn't that like a Michael Jackson song? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a Michael Jackson. Song. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he's. By the way, uh, you know he's a pedophile. He's. <laughs> he's a pedophile. Pedophile? No, no, that's how we say it in England. Oh, he's a pedophile. He's then. a pedophile, yeah. He's a, well, that sounds more Italian. You sound like Mark. Hey, what's up? What's the matter with you? Who's this pedophile over here? No, I was a pedophile of my pepperoni. My pedophile pizza. What's the matter you? And just like that, we isolated every one of our fans from Italy. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome. Next up, my creation. Oh, man. So, uh, are they a metal band? Because the meme here says, if you don't know this chick, uh, you don't know metal. Uh, they are not a metal band. They are so far away from being a metal band, it's not even a joke. Um, they're cons they're most likely an anti-metal band, you know. There's a couple of kids, you, you know, well, they're grown men, but they behave like children, they look like children, and, you know, the, uh, the one with the colorful hair has actually been, uh, arrested on statutory rape charges, so. Oh, man, that's not cool. All right. <laughs> when it's a joke, it's it's funny, but if it's real, let's, let's move away from the subject. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hector do bad? Yeah, so here we are, 50-something minutes into our podcast. Let's do the intro, and welcome to the <laughs> This Is Happening podcast. Uh, from Massapeka Bay. 
from Massapequa Bay, I am your host, Diego Santos, and introduce yourself, Hector, even though, whatever, shout out to Hector. You can call me Hector, or you can call me Hect, you can call me Tor, you can call me Hect, the, the Helu, the, the, the H-E-L-L, I have many names. Yeah, I noticed that. Alright, so, today's subject is, alright, too drunk to talk right now, Hector. Don't you have like a list or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, I came up with a list of uh, top five reasons why uh, having a burger is better than having a girlfriend. Um, no particular order. Just say no. Number. Uh, so I'm gonna start out with number five. Um, if you bring a home, yeah. If you bring home a burger to another burger, uh, it won't complain. Um, there's no such thing as a fat burger. It's it's always better if you're the the fatter your burger is the better. Um, it won't get mad if you uh, put sauce on it right before you go down on it. Um, number number two I believe number two uh it will always have shake uh it, it you can always have a side of fries with that shake. And the number one reason it's better to have a, uh, a burger over a, uh, a girlfriend is because uh, uh, a burger won't get mad if you watch the Super Bowl during their anniversary. And there we go. And next week, Hector will have another sexist time.